You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Welcome from the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert coming to you right from dead smack in the middle of North Carolina. Got a full house today. Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky in the Brotherhood. house. <laughs> we are going to talk today about the NFL. We're going to talk about how right Chris was about Kyler Murray winning the Heisman Trophy. We're going to talk about free agency in baseball because big things are about to go down. Uh, we're going to talk about the brotherhood at Duke and how it is a real thing. We're also going to talk about transsexual boxers. So just so you guys have your marching orders as you go scurrying to your telephones, what are you talking about? I appreciate yeah, do that. I appreciate you prepping this. I know we've been yeah, sitting here for forty five minutes talking about law school exams <laughs> and drinking and all kinds of other things, snow and and temperatures and yeah, I didn't give you any idea that we're going to talk about transsexuals, boxers, but that's going to happen for real, and I'm excited about it. Um, the boxing part more than the transsexual part. But it's okay if you're uh, you're down with that kind of thing. Do you want to start right there so we can get it out of the way? <laughs> well, I we can. You can carry a segment. We I feel mean, free. We, we can. So <laughs> I, <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, I guess I shouldn't complain if Is I'm going to put y'all out there all right, like that. School me on something. Is it transsexual? What's the difference between transsexual and different sexes? Like, so if. I'm assuming you're talking about some woman who could potentially be ruled as a man fighting in mixed martial arts or okay, boxing so, or well, something let's, like that. Let's dress this up, first of all. Okay. Um, because there was a transgender MMA fighter a couple years ago that some of you may remember named Fallon Fox. And Fallon had five bouts that were with some of the smaller promoting agencies for that. UFC came out and said, no, it's an aberration. It's, she shouldn't be able to do this. She fought in five fights. In her fifth fight, she almost killed a girl. And the backlash over what kind of damage she did to this girl, she broke her orbital bone, gave her a concussion. The girl required stitches. And there was a backlash. A lot of science came to the forefront. People said, well, she was a post-op transsexual. So she had been a man and had gone through gender reassignment surgery and become a woman, and then was competing as a fighter. Now I've been through that process. It's called marriage. <laughs> you're gonna be. You're gonna be. Really I started good out today. as a man. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I like that. I, I get where you're going with that. But the thing is, and Ronda Rousey had the most. In, it had the most interesting comment about this. And it's been a couple years though. She said, "You don't reverse the process of having gone through puberty." And men's ha- men's. <laughs> Men's bone structure is different. The size of their joints is different. Um, their skeletor, is that a word? It is now. I think it's skeletor. <laughs> is the, 
He's, he's the man. bad guy. I'll get you, He-Man. He-Man. Skeletor. They're, they're, Skeletor. The structure of their body, the physiology is different. And there was a backlash about that. A lot of people had, had beef with that. Well, here's the thing. It's easy to come out on one side of that argument when it is a man who has changed their gender to a woman. Because there are inherent advantages to that athletically. In boxing, though, <laughs> Patricio Manuel okay. is a woman who had gender reassignment surgery and became a man, had his first professional fight December 8th, and won. Full-blown surgery, gender reassignment, it is... A person who was previously a woman, now is a man, is fighting as a professional boxer. Now, that would not appear to come within any inherent physiological benefit. So my question to you guys is, as we move into this enlightened next part of the century, where everything goes as far as what's accepted... How do you feel about the prospect of, one, men having gender reversal and competing as women, and then vice versa? Because I don't think anybody sees that part of it coming where women want to compete as men. You get what I mean? Do you have to even go through gender reassignment now? Can't you just identify with uh, a particular sex nowadays? Isn't that what people are doing now? I don't think that's become widespread. There has been some of that at the high school level. Right. Um, I know that there was a case with the wrestler. Uh, uh, I think was swimming as well. What was the girl's name with the NAACP? I don't know. Uh, she was. Uh, she identified you, with you, black you, folks. You're not allowed to ask that without having that oh, name at yeah. the ready. Yeah, did you I see can't. the documentary where she has now changed her name? I did not, but I heard oh, about God. it. God, but okay, but she identified with black. Did you see the guy in, uh, who wanted to change his age because he identified with people 20 years younger than him? <laughs> Did you not see that court case? No. You took it to court. I, I didn't see that. <laughs> so all you have to do is identify these days. You don't have to actually be. You just identify. That's what I'm going to do but, on the but, age thing. I'm going to be like, nah, I'm 25. I'm going to go ahead. And, I would, why, why would I ever want to compete with a 25-year-old? Amen to that. Good, good well, God. it depends on what context we're talking about. I mean, if you roll up into a bar and, you know, you know, at some point in your life, you're like, I'm a little bit older. But then when you get to a certain point, you're like, I don't want to cough up the fact that I'm X number of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. People lie about their age all the time. So I say kudos to this woman turned man and won in her event. But, I mean, I hate to dumb it down caveman style, but you have women in men's events. So it, so let's, let, let's just make sure that we're clear. And I want to see if there's any dissent yeah. from the peanut gallery. If you're a woman that changes and, and has gender reassignment to become a man, you're good to go. And I'll come back to, you said peanut gallery? gallery? Yeah. That's what we I'm have saying. women and men's events, right? We do. Most physical events that men are involved in, if a woman comes in, let's say, let's take football maybe as a running back, you would be at a physical advantage as a woman coming into that sport, being a running back, right? How so? You're well, because you'd get beat the hell up 
If you're a woman playing football you, with men, you say disadvantage or advantage. She would be advantage. She would be at a disadvantage. Okay, yeah, right. okay, so yes. we're okay. Did with I say advantage? I'm you sorry. Advantage, yes. My apologies. So there's two men. I think there's two different conversations going on here. Yeah, men should stay in men's sports, and women should stay in women's sports until like we evolve for another I don't know billion years. So we're like all. What do you mean? This People have only been on the earth for seven thousand years. I don't know what you're talking about. So I guess my point is that I don't like it when men do the sex change and go to women's sports and dominate. Okay, so I don't you're like against that. Trent. Well, I think now if you see more women turning in and changing and becoming men and then joining the men's sport, then it's got to be okay for both. You really think it's okay? The well, no. Other way? I'm just saying we can't have an outrage that an ex, a man that changed physically into a woman and joined a woman's sport, we can't be pissed off about that and not be pissed off that a woman came into a men's sport sure and started winning. No, we got to accept it both. Either you dis, no, you don't, okay, let, you don't let either one happen. Okay, let me let me give you a corollary. Let you me celebrate let me ask you this. both. Let me give me a chance to just argue this real quick. My child is a particularly good soccer player at the age of seven, dominating the six- and seven-year-old soccer class locally. I move them up to play with the nine- and ten-year-olds. That okay? Yeah. How about I got a nine-year-old that's not really good at soccer but could go dominate the six- and seven-year-olds? Can I move them down? Yeah. I love when you got it. Let me talk to somebody intelligent. The only thing that I disagree with, especially with the boxer, is here's the joke side. I'm just joking. Women have a higher uh, threshold of pain. So she could be better or he could be better at boxing because he could take it better. So gingers also have a higher threshold of pain. Because they have no soul. But here's the deal. You. I, I don't want to short-circuit this whole argument. Men should be in men's sports, and women should be in women's sports. And I, it's, it's as simple as that until you get – I know the transgender thing, we got to walk around on eggshells. If you are potentially a man and move back into a women's sports – and beating the hell out of all the women, that's not fair. Can we at least agree with that? That's what the whole question comes down to is fairness. And what Robert asked, which I think is a fair question, is if we're going to allow it from a surgical standpoint, if you have the reassignment procedure, that's one thing. I still think there's an inherent advantage because your bones and your joints, they're bigger, your body's built differently. But now we get to this identification piece and – I'm going to identify as X, and in this case, I'm a I'm a biological man, and I identify as a woman. You can't have those men that identify as women, and we'll call them women. I'll be fair to them. You can't have them playing women's basketball. You can't have them swimming against women. It's not fair. So pre-op, that's a whole nother level of unfairness. Right. But I just think... And, and I'm telling you, and, and people out there that are like, what the hell are these guys talking about this morning? Most this is time, a debate that's know. coming. This is a debate that's coming right down Main Street here over the next five or ten years. So get get ready for it because I don't think you understand how many children in our public schools at that sort of formative age group, transgender has become a more accepted thing, for better or for worse. But and more in of these kids America are going too. – 
you could hire somebody that's physically a female but on the questionnaire that you answer through online it can tell you that their gender according to how they answered seems to be male so you hire somebody physically as a male even though they may be a physical woman well and also sports at the highest level it just works itself out right, right. if you're a man you're going to dominate a woman. If there is a woman, Absolutely. if there is a woman out there that could be the greatest quarterback in the NFL and everyone it. saw it, you don't think she would make it. No, Trent, there is not, That's not wait, the wait, wait, time out because there is yeah. no preclusion of women competing in the National Football League or the NBA. We go or back the NHL women, or MLB. I, exactly. Well, if we've had, we've had the woman standard. play goalie, man and Ramo. Yeah. What was her roommate? I don't remember her name, but she did play goalie. She's kind There's of hot multiple too, ones. By the way. What about oh, the what about the little girl from Chicago that won the Little League World Series with the Chicago team? She was I, I, the best pitcher. You. Well, and there's a there's a point at which biology takes over and a man's body goes this way and a woman goes that. Up to a certain age, there's not a whole lot of difference. Frankly. I mean, I can't believe in this day and age that we don't have female kickers in the NFL to start with. Well, because the, not to be mean, just like goalies in the NHL. Well, it's because the, ma- kicker. the male kickers keep hitting the goalposts. <laughs> no, but remember that comment. I can't believe that there's no good kickers in the NFL. That, that, argument, that argument that you made about Serena taking a winning a match. What was it? Seven, eight months ago against of, you know, Djokovic or something like that. You, you. I thought you said, Chris. There's no way that she could win. No, no, he did. I did say that. And I think that's what you work to that point, and then men are just superior. But she said there's no way she could win. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. But people so argued we, with me still and said no. She can beat most men. She could beat. She could beat me. What sport would be the easiest for women to compete? Golf? Um, or is I the would distance say too much. No, distance is way too much. I mean, because the technology, it's almost like restrictor plate on the technology and using the same technology, women just cannot hit In as my far mind, as the, as the it would have to be a goalie, possibly soccer. I would say and so then maybe you're trying a to, kicker in the NFL. So then you're trying to figure out a way. To where the we're, I'm not trying to figure it out. Trying to figure this out. I'm Jay, just trying to say where would question. it be yeah. easily to make the transition. Well, look, it's already happened in NASCAR. If you can, if you consider that to be a sport, so maybe that's it. We'll finish. No, we're not going to finish that discussion. We're done with that discussion. See you on the other side. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio. Great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I am Chris Lambert and resident ombudsman, Rachel Dolezal. There you go. And she has changed her name to Inkichi Amari Diallo. That's the dumbest name I've ever heard. That uh, Inkichi? That goes deep. 
Is that some African-derived name? I'm certain that it is. I bet you it has some significance somewhere down the line. But again, kimchi sounds like at the uh, Chinese buffet, that rotten cabbage. See. That, kimchi. There we go. Kimchi. No. Are you riding? That, that, that lady astounds me. Well, if you want again, to I mean, me we're, we live kimchi. in the uh, era of identification. So remember when we went through all this stuff in North Carolina about the locker rooms? Oh, no. Yes. And so, not even the locker rooms. I was always of the mindset, yeah, bathrooms. Okay. Would I want a dude who identified as a woman to sit in a locker room where my daughter was going? That's always my question, too. I think the other way around, dudes wouldn't care. I mean, they really wouldn't. I I don't think it would bother dudes, but I I wouldn't want that for it to happen on the women's side. My my thing, and I always came back to this, and, and I say this two ways. First of all, I have unisex bathrooms in my house. There's no male or female sign on the door. Right. You know. I have seen this in operation too many places to know that you, you really simplify the equation if you make lockable bathrooms of all shapes and right. sorts. And we see that up in the triangle and in other metropolitan markets where instead of two bathrooms, they have seven bathrooms and every one of them is a lockable bathroom. You go in, you're in there by yourself. That's part of the solution. Trying to ram this down the the throats of the rest of the community, though, there's some hazards in there. And I do have to say that of the many things I've done in life, I worked club security and private security for a very long time. How old are you? I'm 46. You are 79. I'm Jamaican. You are Forrest uh, Forrest Gump. You've done a thousand things in your life. But I will tell you this from that experience (laughs) of having done that for events and bars for a number of years the easiest thing in the world to stop is a man going after a woman into a woman's bathroom. And at a club or a bar, how many times have you guys been witness to it where there is a misunderstanding with an ex-boyfriend or some creepy guy that's drunk? Where does the woman retreat to? To the women's bathroom. Right. In a situation that would have been created by the Charlotte legislation or the, the the statute that was created there in Charlotte, denying that man access to that bathroom would have been a violation of his civil rights. That's a dangerous game. Right. The problem is, is that we have a norm that was created from the inception of plumbing that's worked pretty well for everybody. And most transsexual people that I've ever known, and I probably have known more than most folks, um, they operate as a particular gender or specific gender, and the public at large wouldn't know otherwise. Right. So it would be more confusing to one of my daughters sitting in a bathroom or a locker room or whatever where a person who was biologically a woman but for all intents and purposes carried and identified themselves as a man walked into that bathroom. That would be more difficult for me to explain, I think, than the opposite way around so that's kind of always the way to look at it right normally if something ain't broke you really ought not go tinkering with it and that's why it got passed is because everybody looked at it and point blank and said yeah let's keep women in women's bathrooms and men in men's bathrooms and they didn't read the whole bill all the way through because it was something that was thrown in there it but was badly written legislation. It was badly written and badly read. You it know cost I mean? me a Pearl Jam concert. Well, there are Damn still it. arguments about what that bill said and what it didn't say, which is ridiculous. You know, it should be very plainly stated, but that's all another thing. Kyler but, Murray is your Heisman trophy. Go ahead. No, no, no. If you had more, th- I thought we were done with that. No, 
If Go you're ahead. done with it, I'm done with no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I was like trying to put. I just listened to you talk about it, and I guess I don't disagree. But I mean, it's like a complex. Yeah. For some reason, I wish North Carolina hadn't take it, taken the forefront on it. Like, watch some other states, you know. It, it, it wasn't North Carolina's fault. Stumble through that whole it, thing. It, yeah, it was a whole lot of people behind the scenes had an agenda to put oh, that on North Carolina. That was and There was nothing coincidental about it. Ground zero for that issue in hopes of it expanding to other states. Yeah, so they tried. We, we were just the fall guy. Oh, Indiana did so much more <laughs> stupid things Tennessee, before North Carolina. Tennessee said, hold my beer. Indiana passed a law that said you could discriminate as a business owner against somebody. And that was basically a slap at the, the gay community well, where they could you know say, what? we're not going to serve you because you're gay. Well, well the only thing I'll genius. say is kind of funny is you were talking about big, big markets like Raleigh. I went to a restaurant last year or two years ago, and they had, you don't put your rules on my bathroom, like posted on the bathroom. And right. there's like eight bathrooms that can lock themselves. Right. Single bathrooms. like So you're making a statement without making a statement. statement. like Because there's only one woman, one body can fit in there or one man. So just, I think we've talked that out a little bit. We went from... Transgender sports to like bathrooms. Let's talk about something fun. Let's yeah, talk about you know Kyle what Kyle Murray with said. Eyes and trophy. You know what he said. The hardest Ooh. thing in sports to do. What Kyler Murray to go to the bathroom to hit a baseball. Yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. So amen and bye NFL. So Hello, which bathroom? I was in Indiana. We came before last. You know, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry something. to hear that. So which bathroom should Kyler Murray, <laughs> Kyler Murray go to ba- for baseball players or football players? Doesn't matter. He's richer than all of us. He can buy his own. I think he's going to give that money back. I don't play football? think so. Yes. Nope. I, I think the 100%. lure of being a starting quarterback in the NFL and the lights and the press associated with that. So do you think Patrice Mahomes ruined him because um, what Patrice is doing right now? No, no, come on! I don't think I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Patrick Mahomes had a successful career at Texas Tech. I mean, the world the world at large on draft night didn't even know who Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, was. but all they talk about is, oh, he could have been a baseball player. His He'd dad be great was on a the baseball Muppet player. Show. Well, he would be. He'd be oh, even better on the Muppet Show. He was great on the basketball court. That's why he can throw a no look pass. Okay, but, huh. but Trent, you're you're ignoring the fact that most people that are playing Division One football were great baseball players yeah, too. No, all of them were. There's a difference Most between being a very good baseball player and being a great baseball player. Kyler Murray has shown that he's going to be a great baseball player. Patrick Mahomes may have been the 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 swing and miss ratio in terms of establishing a career in Major League Baseball is completely different than any of the major sports in America. These guys get taken number 1 or in the first 3 rounds they go down to the minor leagues and never make it above double A. It happens all the time. The likelihood that Kyler Murray is going to be on some speedboat through the minor league system and be in Major League Baseball in the next 18 months is almost zero. Mm, I disagree. I Well, tell, give because me some examples. Because of right now, he is more marketable and more popular like we like talked about last true, week. If that were true, Tim Tebow would have been playing for the Mets last year. If that had anything, how many games? Tim of, Tebow was not. He's not 
Kyler Murray. He oh doesn't God, have you, his you, same what, athletic what ability. Here? Tim Tebow hadn't played baseball since he was in high school. Oh my God! What? what oh. He wasn't the first pick in the in the major league draft. There's a difference. Kyler Murray wasn't the first pick in the major league draft either. Bricky yes, was. No, he Bricky. was not. Yes, they need their own show. No yeah, way. yeah. We can step out and have a Do you wanna, beverage. Yeah, but have a let me ask you this question. Robert Bricky, <laughs> you are a you, Not, you are a professional in the sports world. You are an accomplished athlete and you are a very deep span of uh, fan of sports. Name me six major league baseball players. Six? Yep. So Reggie Jackson. Uh Current Andy major league baseball Jr. players. Oh, you, see. you know I don't follow baseball. I, 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 I'm just I put, asking if I gave a question. Some thought I could do it. I I'm, just, but I just, you know, I, you can't do it. I fell out. Name you know me what? six starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, that's easy. Uh, of course it is. That's well, my point. Well, I'll say this. Uh, maybe he needs to take the road of what was the guy's name? Played at Florida State. Played Charlie baseball, Ward. Played baseball and then came back played quarterback. Um. He played Florida at Florida State. State. Charlie Ward was no, one of those nope. guys. You're he talking about the big white guy. Yes. What's his name? Yeah. So maybe he needs to take that road. But I, I see what you said. If I were him right now, the, the glitz and the glamour, he could ride his QB thing. But you also got to admit, like, it's NFL season right now. It's not MLB season. Well, it doesn't so matter. Like, but, I mean, if you're asking me to name six, I could name 30 during the MLB season. Right. You know what I mean? Um, players like I, I'd be like Aaron Judge and all that, all those right, good right. players right there. You know what I mean? Because but it's on your mind. I bet if you, I bet I, I just and I want you Bryce to tell Harper. me if I'm wrong. I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. Six months from now, when football is over and football is not going on, and we're in what would it be? Six months from now, June. Yep. So we're we're not doing anything to have to do with football. I bet with a little bit of thought, you could tell me who the starting quarterback for every team in the NFL is. Yeah, because I'm an NFL guy, though. What, but who is an MLB point? guy? Who is MLB guy in, in America? Well, you're making a bunch our of sixty-five year old white yep. guys. Yep. We don't care. Like you, we were texting back and forth, and today you made a point. Like Brandon was right about analytics with baseball and stuff. I'm like, that's the only thing I'm gonna ever be right about baseball with because I don't care. Because baseball kind of nobody sucks. does. That's my point. <laughs> Kyler Murray is a 22 year old black man. He is loved and adored but across the money. country. And he's about to get on an airplane and fly to some remote single-A rookie ball affiliate and ride a bus for the next year. No! You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. 
Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue and you can use like anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. Got money, got fame, fast cars and everything. Yeah. Alright, so we already determined that Brandon Atkins didn't listen to last week's show. Because we were having a a, a in-depth conversation, Trent and I, prior, and Brandon was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I know Bricky didn't because Bricky's got more important things going on in life. But I do have to tell everybody out there that listened that I got home and was chastised because I ruined Christmas for myself. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have the same conversation? I, well, I felt I had to get a little bit more in depth with her, and I Did felt you? the pain for a few days of that organization. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. We ruined Christmas. Hootie and the Blowfish are back out on tour. I saw that. They're coming to Raleigh in May next year. May 31st. May 31st. And Trent and I, I believe, have tickets coming as our Christmas gifts from our spouses. Oh. Now, Trent asked me, we going to do the lawn or are we going to get seats? And I was like, pavilion, bro. So my wife hit me up the same question and was like, we sitting or are we on the lawn? And I was like, come on, you hate the lawn. I'd be okay with it. And about half an hour later, I got a text back. And she's like, your ass will be on the lawn, buddy. Pre-sale tickets, how much do you think? One, 125. What's the venue? Walnut Creek. 125. For- 125, Bricky says. Lauren, I'd say sixty-five. All right, on the lawn? No. How much pre-sale ticket seating? I'm going to. I want to emphasize, you know, the disparity here between seats and and the lawn. <laughs> I'm going to say seating two fifty each. Pre-sale, Hootie and the Blowfish. Trent knows already. I'm sure six fifty a piece. Oh. And I love Darius Rucker, and I love Hootie and the Blowfish, but $1,300 for the two of us to go out there is not going to happen. Wow. Nope. We will be on the lawn. I mean, that should include limo, hotel, right. dinner, Singing breakfast, with him. massages, yeah. Yeah. backstage passes. <laughs> yeah, they ought to come to my house for $1,300. It doesn't need to be a long show. They come play us two, two songs, songs out. 
My wife was getting so stressed. She was just like, I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm so worried. I'm like, just tell them we're not going. Just like, no, we can't go. And then finally your wife was like, this is really outrageous. Yeah. And I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, well, Nedge is the one that doesn't like the lawn, but shoot. How much were the lawn seats? Forget it. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Just. Now, the bad side about this, I don't know how many times you've been to Walnut Creek. That lawn is going to be jammed because, like, there is no fire code for that lawn. I've been out there where people are, like, packed in like sardines. I don't care. What is the show? When? May 31st. So it'll be the week after Memorial Day weekend. I might. All right. I'm okay with the lawn. We Ooh. saw Earth Wind and Fire in Greensboro on, on the lawn, and we had a blast. Brandon, <laughs> come on, on baby. That's awesome. Brandon, <laughs> come on. You couldn't drag me to that show. <laughs> hey, you know like, what? Bare Naked Ladies hear. is opening for well, What you didn't hear. All the more reason not to come to this show. What you didn't hear is we were talking about it, and Trent was like, Brandon should come with us. And I was like, Brandon ain't coming to see Udi the Blowfish. Dude, now, if Wu-Tang goes back out on tour, he'll be there. Wu-Tang's opening for him. <laughs> Dude, I went I went to what, the Red Hat Amphitheater and got my daughter's tickets to uh, Khalid, like four tickets. And um, those SOBs to get center seating seats, were, it ran into the grands. I'll just say that. And my oldest daughter went back out into the lawn. I was like, with her friend, Dude. I was like, you had best get back in those. <laughs> you had best get back in those. He's texting seats. frantically. Where are you? For real. Yeah. 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 No. Concerts. 650 a pop, not going to happen. We will be on the lawn. If you guys want to come out, come on out to Walnut Creek. It's, I've seen Hootie and the Blowfish several times. They're an amazing band. Bare Naked Ladies is opening. I, we went and saw them July 4th last year. That was a cool show. That, I think, is the only reason my wife is like, yes, I want to do this. She really enjoyed that. Hootie and the Blowfish, I think she could either do with or without. So. My wife is like, okay, Nedge is going and they have beer. But other than that, she doesn't care. I love it. She's you know, ready. the funny love thing is she's ready. Like a Lollapalooza went through the same Walnut Creek. I saw Pearl Jam, I saw Ice Cube, I saw Ministry, I saw all these different dope bands. I got arrested on a side, uh, like a side stage watching Red Men and came back and threw a pizza box top, got pepper sprayed and arrested. I've had a lot of good memories. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to watch Hootie in the lawn at Walnut Creek. All right, bro. We'll be uh, we'll hey, be hanging out. I'll hold your hand, <laughs> and we'll let Brandon cry. Does Darius know that like people, the tears come down like rain? Does Darius know that he's gonna be referred to as Hootie again now that he's back? He doesn't care, dude. He's, ca- sure? he's counting his money, man. Counting his money. He I think it's a hate. Well, here's here's something that's crazy. You know, my my youngest daughters live just outside of Nashville. I was talking to the youngest of them the other day. She's 15. She's a music chick, whatever. And we were going back and forth. And I said something about Hootie and the Blowfish. And she was like, no idea. And we were just talking. And I could tell from her you know, FaceTime reaction, she didn't know what I was talking about. And, I was, and she's like, well, what do they sound like? And I said, well, you know Darius Rucker? And her and her friends that were there within earshot of us FaceTime were like, oh, Darius Rucker. We love Darius Rucker. And they send, I get a text link 
one of their best friend's dads is Darius Rucker's drummer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, see, you know who Hootie and the Blowfish. And she was like, what does Hootie and the Blowfish have to do with Darius Rucker? <laughs> That's a true story. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. No, I think Darius Rucker at this point has transcended Hootie and the Blowfish. And most people kind of get it. I don't care one way or the other. Really what it's saying is you're getting old. Dude, this what, is, you know, really well, the reason they're going out on tour, this is the 25th anniversary of Cracked Rearview. Okay. And when that, like, piece of information processed into my head, I died a little bit. 25 years since Cracked Rearview came out? Come on, man. It's wild. But no, Brandon, I didn't even want to try to, I didn't want to extend an invitation because I didn't want to deal with all of the different ways that you would refuse the opportunity. I, I like, couldn't take it. I like people. I just don't like a lot of people around me. I can, if you're watching it in the lawn, you can go You can go and listen, put some headphones on and get in your backyard and stuff like that. If you're paying six fifty. To like be in some seat to listen to, to Darius Rucker do like some song that he did twenty five years ago, then that's all. But you're a concert guy. I am. We love live music. We love live music. And I like, what I love at this point in my life is that no matter where I go to see a venue, inside, outside, no matter what the genre of music is, there is a chance that there are going to be some twenty something standing next to me that just include me in their pass pass line. I'm just saying, because it happens more often than one might think. So there you go. It's communal. It's communal. It's what it is. All right, so Kyler Murray is your Heisman Trophy winner. Brandon, you weren't here last week. You got to eat some crow. But I just want to know, and you got free run on this. Did the Heisman voters get it right? Kyler Murray? Yeah, I mean, he's like across the board – Awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, but see, I don't think Brandon needs to eat crow because he every time we ever talked about it, he wasn't he probably wasn't even here and he wasn't as opposed to it as me. I think I'm the biggest crow eater oh, here. Oh well get your crow. I was I, I get ate it all the time. I ate the black crows. It was good. Uh, they were they, they were hard to tour? handle. Are they it was going hard back to on handle too? They they not see for, uh, Darius Rucker. Well <laughs> all right. The, bu- the black crow I ate was hard to handle. But uh no. But <laughs> I think they got it right. Okay. So you came around to my way. After I saw him play against Texas, I did come around. Got it. Well, I I think he got buried behind Tua because it seemed like that's all we heard for the first six weeks of college football season. And, and of course, he's playing one half and he's putting up great numbers in, in Alabama. So he got caught in the Alabama machine. Well, he, since halftime of the national title game, Yes, and then he came out and performed just, just as, as well, well for yeah. three quarters a game for the rest of the season. For, yeah, yeah, for two or three quarters. Yeah, but I think what his undoing was was when things got tight against Georgia, he wasn't the one that rose to the top. He didn't in fact, finish. He in fact, injured. I would venture to say, and I mean this, this isn't just throwing stones at him because I like Tua, and I think Tua is going to be a great pro. Once he's unconditioned to try to do too much, I honestly believe if two would have stayed in the game, Georgia would have won the game. And we would have had a whole nother blow up over what the, the construct of the playoff was going to be. Jalen Hurts comes in there. That is a great story. That should be made into a motion picture at some point. What Jalen Hurts went through, you know, to be benched in the national championship game and just about 11 months later coming back in to save 
Alabama's conference title hopes. That's an amazing story. Well, the thing I like, I think I like about Kyler Murray is I'm 45 year old man, right? Uh huh. Hearing him talk and respond to all the talking heads, I'm like, how did you get to be that damn smart and be able to age at that age (laughs) and to be able to respond? And some of the people that were interviewing him are like, they're like, they're stupid questions. They asked him. They're basically backpedaling. I'm like, that's. I'm more impressed with that than anything else that he's done on the well, field. Well, how tall is he? Five foot nine. See, that's why I'm thinking the NFL quarterback thing is going to be a stretch. Here's what I'll tell if you. If he was 5'10", maybe or maybe wear, if he was six foot. Well, that's, which been, is that's always it. been the thing. Well, if he was six foot, if he was six foot. And I'm not saying that, that I know for certain that the NFL is ready for a five foot nine quarterback, but I do have to say this. Oklahoma's running an offensive line out there that's one of the best in the country. Those guys are all 6'6 and 6'7, just like he's going to see in the NFL. That has never been a problem. The thing that I always go back to when I look at NFL quarterbacks is whether or not I think, from what I know about this kid, whether they step into the locker room and the 52 guys to their left and right say, that guy is a superior athlete that can lead us to the promised land. And when I see Kyler Murray... And how that team rallies to him, how he deals with the celebrity, how he performs in crunch time, I honestly believe that at the next level, those 52 guys that he's going out to war on on Sunday with will look at him and say, that guy, five foot nine or not, is the best athlete in the building, and he's our guy. Well, I also think that why are we so stuck on like tall quarterbacks? Like the NFL games changed so much. And then you got the Breeze and the Russell Wilsons and all these High-level quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's, well, like, fearless. So, like, why are we so, like, brainwashed into thinking you got to have a Mike Glennon? Because the NFL's simple. run by a bunch of old white guys who feel like we're going to do it that way. And and the NFL is very slow to react yeah. to changes personnel-wise. Well, and at some point, you've got to have a transcendent athlete. At some point, somebody's got to break the mold. I remember when Muggsy Bogues played. Yeah. And nobody felt this guy would make it in the league, or uh, even Spud Webb. So those were, again, exceptional athletes, exceptional at what they did, and they were able to do some things on the floor that make you change your game plan well, Brooke, because I'll, of their size You know what, speed. though? Wait, let, let's roll this back a second because you're talking about guys that were good pros, right. Muggsy Bogues and Spud Webb. How come Steph Curry wasn't the first player taken in the draft when he came out? Everybody missed on him. That's right. He's too small, career, too little. Even in college. Yeah, he's too little. Too little. No, look, and Trey Young. I hate Trey Young. All of us hate Trey Young. Trey Young's little. He's doing his thing. The height thing with NFL quarterbacks, where you're not asking a guy to drop back and be Dan Marino, where their you know feet are nailed to the ground and they're going to deliver that ball like that. I say Kyler Murray is the type of athlete, and I don't think I'm overstating it when I say he's one of the best athletes on the planet who happens to be able to throw a football very, very, very well, dude, sign me up. I want to see Kyler Murray play at the next level. Now, my point that I was trying to make, and you guys went down that rabbit hole, well, it's not baseball season. I wasn't trying to embarrass you. The vast majority of people in America, casual sports fans, their knowledge of baseball is like, uh, that judge guy, uh, Mike Trout, And I'll finish this on the other side. 
Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. We're talking about short quarterbacks. And I think, you know, these guys are just going to keep getting littler and littler and littler. Um, you've got a couple of different types. You start with Drew Brees. And Drew's, Drew Brees has shown that height really isn't that big a deal with pocket passers if they're smart because he's not what anybody would characterize as a mobile quarterback. And, of course, we have seen first what Baker Mayfield was able to – not Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson was able to accomplish. He won a Super Bowl. Um, limited height, perhaps. Breeze Wilson. He was opening his beer when I said I just talked about Breeze. Well, for no, like I was just saying that the breeze. It's not the sides of the boat. It's the motion of the ocean. <laughs> okay, bro. I, what I, the hell does that have to do with it? Right? What just happened here? It's, it's not, not the, the size. It's of not the, the size of the wand. It's the skill of the magician. Say <laughs> what? That's like I, some. Fa- I don't even. Know. I just. I guess one of the things. I'm an NFL fan. Yeah. Every time I hear the discussion about, you know, well, he's this tall, is he going to be able to make it? Can he make the throws? Dude, that's just beefhead, stupid filler talk. If you're an athlete and you know the game, you can play the game. There's well, probably many, been, how, Doug Flutie was doing it like years and years ago. Well, see, Flutie is an interesting case because Flutie, had the NFL been ready for him yeah. when he came out, Flutie probably could have broken this mold a long time ago. Instead, the Bears kind of played around, and then he went up to Canada and was like the greatest CFL player of all time. Then we came back. he came back at the end of his career and took the Bills to the playoffs, had some success. But if, if an NFL team had been willing to break the mold in terms of their offensive game planning, Flutie probably could have gotten it done. My question is, and, and nobody's given me a good answer to this, what – Short quarterback in the NCAA, have you ever watched and said, God, that dude would be hell on wheels in the NFL, and then wasn't? Because I can't think of too many. There are guys where I'm like, oh, that's a neat, but they can't push the ball down the field. They don't have you know that kind of arm strength or release or accuracy. 
I don't remember anybody that I thought, oh, they're going to do it, but just because they were too short, they failed. I think that's part of what I'm saying is that they don't make it through the system. Like the co- the college coaches aren't doing it. Manziel proved to be a system player. Like he could slang it, but he was a system player and he had good players around him and stuff like that. But you just you just do not get a chance to see those players come up through the system. That's why you don't ever see them. Well, Manziel, even more than his height, I would put it on the fact that of all of the positions in professional sports in America, the one that takes the most discipline and investment of energy into is quarterback. You have to sell out and be in that tape 24-7 without fail to be able to outmaneuver your opponents on the field. And it's pretty obvious from his coke habit and all of the trials and tribulations, Johnny Manziel was not that cat that was going to spend Friday evening watching tape. And I can make the argument that far more 6'3 football players have failed just because that's Ah, the prototype. I like that. So you haven't had the short quarterbacks coming up through the system because for whatever reason – and just they get moved to another position as they're moving up through the ranks. And think of the ones that were can't miss, that missed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there were a bunch of one through ten busts at well, quarterback course. that were six five, could throw it seventy yards, and didn't make it. I like it. I like How it. Many? I like it. So if I'm an NFL GM, what's the cutoff? If we're going to take a chance on Kyler Murray, where, what round, what number? How high is too high for a guy that has height restrictions like Kyler Murray? Or if the situation's right, is it okay to use the number one pick on him? It is okay to use the number one pick. Boom, there's one. Trent, what you got? Top of the second. Top of the second. Should be the highest he would go. B, what you got? Would you say Robert? Number one. Overall? Overall. And here's why. You know what? Everybody, like I said, it's a copycat league. And then somebody will be a genius if it works out. And like you said, and if it there are a make bunch of 6'3", six, 6'5", six, guys who did make it. Right. So what do you have to lose? You have everything to gain. And then you could spend that little guy, Napoleon complex or whatever you want to call it, into into uh, 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 f- uh, fans and excitement. You can do a lot of uh, cool things with media with it. The same well, thing the I Oakland A's are going to do this year with them. Well, I think that um, <laughs> if you take Baker May- Mayfield, he's fearless. He's fun to watch, right? He's dangerous. Would you disagree? I, I have to agree, and and we all kind of concurred the Browns were missing it. Early returns look good on Baker Mayfield, and I have to admit he's fun to watch. So you have so you need some a copycat pro. league, like you're saying, Robert. Right. Kyler Murray's got the best personality. Yep. That I've seen he's go on in college sports, he's and a he's a winner. I would take him. That the question was, when would you take him? I'd take him as wherever your draft spot. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and, and, I, and I as long say, as he's not playing baseball. And I'd say when I say winner, I think we're saying the same thing all around. Like, right. He can play. He's he's a, a great athlete. He's exciting. He's bright. He's articulate. He can do a lot of things with that guy as your quarterback. I agree. I want to see how everyone adjusts and how he is next year. He's not going to play at Oklahoma next year. That's not going to happen. According to you, he said he was. No. Yeah. No, I said he's going to play football in the NFL next year. He can't. Why can't he? He's a junior. He can enter the draft and be gone. Oh, I thought he was a freshman. He transferred, yeah. No. 
He hey, is a junior. you know, three years ago, he would have been the number one pick, so I was half right. Okay. Coming but out of high this school. This year, he yes. was ninth. Yes. He is a junior. Oh, never mind. He is a I junior. I would not take him with the first pick. That's ludicrous. Okay. Who, you would not. Who, okay. Ludicrous. Who would you take ahead of him? Yeah, what quarterback? Somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell he's But not him. him. Let, me, let me tell you, and we were having a conversation that may not mean a whole lot to you, but in this draft class of quarterbacks, the two top guys in this draft, not named Kyler Murray, are probably going to be Justin Herbert from Oregon and Dwayne Haskins from Ohio State if he comes out. Justin Herbert is one of those guys that has all the tools, and I'm sure if he's running around in a pair of shorts, looks the part, and does his thing. I've seen Justin Herbert play several times, and I've never thought, wow, that's great. Now, big arm, gigantic arm, a lot to like about the kid, but Oregon hadn't been any good since he's been running the show out there. You've got Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State who came on the second half of this season and put up big numbers but has wide receiver class with three guys in it that are probably going to play in the NFL for a very long time. I don't know that I'm sold on Dwayne Haskins as ready to come in in the next 24 months and run an NFL program. So my question would be, in a class where we're talking about guys like Daniel Jones from Duke, who's pretty underwhelming, but a nice ball player. Ryan Finley from NC State. Who says best the quarterback has to be the number ago. one pick? So I'm d- No, no, I'm just saying that quarterbacks, here's the deal. So right now, the first three picks of the draft would be San Francisco, Arizona, and Oakland. In my mind, none of them need quarterbacks. I would tend to agree well, that that's Oakland correct. might be. They Oakland would get rid of Oakland David Carr switch if they and find take draft Derek Powell. Yeah. yeah, if I was Oakland, oh, God. Look. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that Oakland fired Reggie McKenzie? Thank God, Reggie. You are free, baby. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. And they're like, oh, the group experiment. It's working. No. Clear the path. Get out of here, Reggie. Clean out your desk. John's got this under control because we managed to win a game. He took them from cap issues, no draft picks, to the playoffs. And now you fire him because John Gruden is... A moron. Uh, Mari Cooper. Brilliant. Remember how we piled on Jerry Jones? Oh, my God. You Brilliant. You can't give number one for Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's been the MVP of the league since he showed up that in That number Dallas. one pick is going to be bottom third. Right? We'll People in that. Dallas right now thinking it might be 32nd. Well, I didn't want to go saying. that far. <laughs> well, going back to what you were talking about with the quarterbacks, what was the uh, NC State quarterbacks? Ryan name? Finley. Finley. Probably will be a better pro than most people think. He Dan- might. Is he Daniel- going to be better than Trubisky? And that's Kyle Murray. Trubis- Trub- will Trubisky. Will Kyle Murray be better than Trubisky? Yeah. I think from day one, if I'm a GM or a head coach and Kyler Murray walks into the building with what he can do physically on the football field, I'm th- I'm in with him, ride or die. With Trubisky, Trubisky's a guy that I think Chicago may warm to. But I don't think he showed up day one and people were like, that's my guy going to take me to a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, Daniel at Duke, my point is that a lot of these guys are going to be better quarterbacks. Why would you ever – that's my problem with Baker Mayfield. Why I thought Cleveland made a huge mistake by picking them because they have all the best players around them. They got like, a good team. Oakland uh, and Alabama, that's why I'm like I'm Tua – who knows if he's going to be a good quarterback, but if you got all the best linemen, defensive right. linemen putting you in a position to score, how is it 
even possible for a scout to say what kind of quarterback he is. So I was, if if I was a GM, I would be looking at, hey, what's NC State's quarterback look like? What's Duke's quarterback look like? And um, how you can determine Kyler Murray when she he he's in an offense which with a team that has no defense. How do you really tell what he is? I would not draft super high for him, but I mean I like his personality too. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. I mean I disagree with you. I would look at a guy like Will. Well, we'll finish that thought. Thanks for getting through the first half with us. The second half will be better. We promise. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and the inimitable Robert Bricky. Representing the Brotherhood here in studio. I got to tell you guys, man, no matter what happens during the rest of my week, this is like the most fun I have with my clothes on all week, <laughs> any given week. We're glad period. you clarified that. I'm just, thank I'm God just his real, clothes are on because yeah. it is cold in here. It, it, yeah, it is I do have to say something real quick. You made yeah. a reference to left my wallet in El Segundo. Yes, I did. This is the Cliff Notes version. I had a friend who was going to ask a girl out in high school, and that was about right when Tribe Called Quest was, like, dope. Yes. Whoa, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Tribe Called Quest has always been dope and will always but be But it dope. was, like, right when I they were hot, right? Um, and, Bricky, I don't know if you know about all the hip-hop history here in Sanford, North Carolina, but I'll, I'll enlighten you at some point. I am uninformed. But, um... My friend stepped up, and it was Tribe Called Quest plan, left my wallet, Nail Segunda, and he tried to kick it to her and go, and this is no joke, this and he's white. Be lame. He said, man, what do you think about this band called Posse Called Search <laughs> instead of tr- Tribe Called Quest? <laughs> he was faking because he didn't listen to any hip-hop. <laughs> hip-hop. <laughs> 
and he said called posse called search and we had to like we had to call we had to pull him back and it was in away. slow motion wasn't it he was like no don't say that and we pulled him back and we like schooled him up on what the band was actually called posse, posse called search I don't know where he came up with that called search posse, posse called search and the we like trap called I don't know why this just popped into my head, man. But do you remember when when um, Power Master came out, the uh, malt liquor? It was a variation of Colt Forty Five. The Power Master, I do not. Master you Cylinder, Power. You don't remember Power Masters? They I, like I, they like took them out of stores because people were dying drinking these I, things. And, and I'm usually abreast of I, all I the top had quality a run in, I had a run in with the Power Master when I was in my early twenties, and a friend of mine came to me as I was leaving a house and said, where are your keys? Because he wanted to take my keys from me. And I looked at him and I said, it's okay. The lights are in the kits. And I don't know. I was trying to tell him that the keys were in my glove compartment. Was that like what I said to him was the lights are in the kits. And I had to hear that. For the next three years, every time we were at a party and started to get drunk. Was that like a, uh, what's the frequency, Kenneth? <laughs> Something, man. That was the refrain. Anytime we were at a party and the drinking started, hey, everybody, put your lights in the kids. I, yeah. But the posse called Surge. Posse called Surge. Real quick, informational note, um, black sheep, half a black sheep went to high school. With me. Is Andre it, Titus. Oh, okay, More. there you go. Do you know he also lived in Sanford for a little bit? I did not know that. So, but uh, we'll hit. We'll talk on Facebook every now and then. Just oh yeah, catch up. Yeah, when's he coming? Can you get him in here, dude? We, That'd be so awesome. I would shoot fall out over himself. I, I shoot him a message. Yeah. I know he's. I think he's back in New York now. Ah, okay. No, I mean. Well, you, you know more than I knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, Let me just go crawl in this corner <laughs> over here. Yes, was, uh, yet again, <laughs> Robert he Ricky. Said, I'm gonna school you. <laughs> <laughs> yet again, Robert Ricky breaks yeah, his ankles and dunks on him. Yeah, he's like one of my best friends. What of it? <laughs> Oh, yeah? I talked to him on Facebook, so, and it's like, Durr. My freshman year, or my sophomore year, I think. Yeah. Maybe my sophomore year is when This or That came out. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm watching this. Friday night videos. That'll take you back. And no I way. was like, is that Andre Titus? I picked up the phone. I called my boy. I said, is that Andre Titus? I'm watching that. He said, yeah, that's him. I was like, when in the world he become a rapper? And Because uh, I think he was a year behind me. In class, but uh, but uh, yeah, so he, I mean, always been a nice guy, real nice guy. So, so you're on Facebook. I got a cell phone though, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I don't nice school you on the hip hop history. <laughs> it's not, it's not good enough. You get to punk me in basketball, you punk me in all things. Oh lord, Robert Bricky is one at life. I declare, win. Um, Christmas. Is coming. All right. As most of you out there know, I host trivia at Libations on Chatham Street every Thursday at 630. This coming week, the 14th, Thursday, we will be doing trivia there. And we, we've done something a little different. We're giving the whole night a theme. And I think the theme 
No, in fact, I know. The theme for the Thursday the 14th, magic. Everything will have magic references in it. The music categories could go anywhere. Are you going to do a category with famous people with HIV? No. Because that's that's a magic category. That is funny. But no, you know what I will do, though? You know what I will do, though? Because I hadn't even made that relationship. There will be a Magic Johnson category in there. (gasps) That's pretty cool. He had HIV. He did have HIV. He He had it. He had it because they cured it because rich people can get their HIV cured. Just like murder and OJ. Wow. You can get what? away with murder if you're rich. Yeah. Ted, yeah, like Ted Kennedy. Ted. Um, and Ted Kennedy. That we're dead. I What's don't happening? know where that came from. I, yeah, we're, we're, abort, abort, abort. <laughs> um, so, yeah, magic will be the theme. And you just gave me a category. Magic Johnson will be part of that. Um, and maybe we'll just go full-on basketball and I'll do some Orlando magic questions in there with you on roller right anything well now we think is magic last week we did crime and punishment or law and order take your take your pick but orlando magic scott skiles he got arrested for cocaine that ties into crime and punishment dude this is dope (laughs) this is out of control but just so you know how loosely this is tied together we did crime and punishment last week one of the categories was scooby-doo hmm Huh? What? The mean, yes. Scooby the green machine. Doo. If it wasn't the mystery green, machine, mystery you machine. see, and that was actually one of the questions. If it wasn't, I did not know before I put that category together that Scooby and the gang rolled around in a 1968 Chevy sports van 108. Now I did know it was called the mystery machine. I just didn't know it was that particular. So what it was? Hmm. That's pretty, I like that. Pretty, that's pretty specific. Avenue. So this coming week, Thursday the 14th will be magic. Featuring a Magic Johnson round with perhaps an Orlando Magic question thrown in there. Um, and I think the question what about would be... Magicians? Uh, magicians, definitely. And I, I I have to find a way to roll David Copperfield. Wasn't he with Claudia Schiffer for a long time? They're married. Are they still married? Probably. Claudia Schiffer's got to make an appearance. Because Claudia Schiffer, I don't, she's just next level, dude. You got some women out there that are... You know, oh my God, she's hot. Claudia Schiffer's yes, she forever. Yeah, she's the Kyler Murray of magicians' wives. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, Claudia Schiffer good. will make an appearance as well. But the big thing is, and they'll roll out all the stops on the twentieth, right before Christmas. We will do a Christmas trivia. Uh, we did this a couple years ago, and dude, there were like hundred and fifty people packed into this place. We ended up doing two full games. They had food there. They had everything. I don't know what the bar has planned for it. But I intend to be prepared to hold my end of the bargain down. So the 20th of December, 6.30, Christmas trivia. Come on out. There is no telling what Richard Porter will pull out of his bag of tricks for you. But uh, it'll be fun. So come on out. We are, and I am hosting what? a watch party for the Blue Devils on the Shut 27th. Up. No way. Yes. So we'll have a... Uh, Big uh, afternoon of what kind of watch party? I think is it? my is it invitation. I think my invitation got lost in the mail. We, I don't we, remember. We literally it. had just gotten this together today. Ah, so we've been planning it, and I'm waiting on verification from the facility. Oh, this is not a house thing. This is no. like no, no, no. We we're doing it big. Oh, is it? Yeah. What kind of watch is the incoming freshmen are going to get? Is that what? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> we are watching the Blue Devils participate in the. Walk-ons bowl 
from Louisiana. I forget what city it's in, but I'm surprised you're not flying down for the game. We were gonna we were gonna rent an RV and go, oh, but it's 14 hours. That yeah, that's on. a lot. And, and it's not the going; it's the coming back. I had some I had yeah, some friends of exactly. mine that that are going down to Jacksonville for the right. NC State game with right. Texas A&M at the Gator Bowl. And I almost tried to talk my wife into it, and I was like, you know what, New Year's down there, that'd be great, but that's a long way, yeah. and we're old. Right. I have so an watch announcement. party sounds right on. I have an announcement, too. Oh, God. I'm actually hosting the watch party for the uh, Carolina Bowl game <laughs> this year. <laughs> the toilet bowl. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> I got an announcement. Yeah. San Lee FC. Yes. Our local uh, team. Yes. Won their first playoff game. Yes. After being conference champions, so they're in the semifinals. That's pretty Playing dope. this weekend at Big 6 news. o'clock at, how do you pronounce the name? Advance? Auto Parts? No. What's the name of that town? Advance? Yeah, Advance. Advance, North Carolina at 6 p.m. at B&T Field. On what day? Saturday, 6 p.m. Saturday, 6 p.m. Advance, North Advance Carolina. Get your rowdies out there and show support for our team. More announcements. The schedule has come out for the Raleigh Firebirds. Oh, what? Okay, let's go. I can get you an exclusive interview with the head coach. Up tight. So that'd be uh, awesome. We can post that up on the uh, on the uh, website and on the uh, on the social media. If anybody's interested in going, yeah, 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 for sure. We have uh, thirty-two game schedule. We had we had the draft. Two weeks ago, I you had the first pick. We had in the, the first draft. pick. Who was the first player taken? We took a guy named uh, Julius uh, Julian Harris. Played at Texas A and M, about six, seven, six, eight. It's kind of a stretch four. I think I actually remember Julian Harris. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. So through all of the sort of open tryouts that you did, right? Did you guys pluck somebody that that just blew you away in those, and you were like, oh? Uh no, we, I knew most of the guys. We had a we had an inner squad scrimmage on Saturday. Okay, uh, and we won, thank God. So, <laughs> but I knew most of the guys. There's a lot of talent in and around the Raleigh Durham area. Sure. So uh, there probably be eight guys just from that group. Okay, that'll make the team. And uh, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Like so. We've got some ta- we got some guys that can play. I am still disappointed that I didn't get to go to the swimsuit calendar unveiling with well, it's not too the late. cheerleaders. We have uh, we have made you three unofficial um, sponsors slash coaches for the honeybees. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. And honeys, there I was. The honeys. I'm sorry. The honeys. Yes. The name of That's even better. Squad. Okay. So maybe you can. Uh, We'll we'll get you in on a private showing. What? That's exciting, man. Yeah, that's so it'll be exciting. fun. So we'll get we'll get all the information out to everybody. Come out support us. It'll be fun. It's, we we did a, really did a dry run. Like Saturday, we had a DJ, we had refs, we had fans. Awesome timeouts. It was the whole. And, it was, and where you guys? Where did you guys settle on as your location? We're gonna play at Southeast Raleigh High School. We play again this Saturday at the Dream Center on it. Not Atlantic Avenue in Raleigh. It's on uh, uh, Spring Forest Avenue. Uh, play against the Air Force uh, base. 
team. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, those military teams, man. Ringers. So yeah. on the draft, yeah. you drafted from the same pool of players as everybody else, right? Yeah. Well, did you laugh yes. at some of the other player teams' draft picks, or um, how did that go down? How many people did you have involved, and then did you honestly laugh at like when they picked? Well, you got to hit it on the other side. Yeah. Not you putting him on the spot or anything. I mean, he's got to play these guys. All right, we'll see you on the other side. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. We're fresh out of announcements, I think. Um, I I guess I'm going to announce I will be attending Robert Ricky's Duke Watch Party. Hey! I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing on the 27th of December, frankly. Um, Christmas, before we get back into a great weekend of NFL action, uh, capped off by Miami's miracle finish against New England, I, I do have a public service announcement. And it comes to me courtesy of my very best friend, Brandon Atkins. Men, gentlemen, if you plan on buying jewelry for a young lady this holiday season, unless it is a wedding ring, Brandon, what should they not do with it? All right, let me school y'all <laughs> fools. And this is nothing about the black sheep. When I come in and try to school you and then Robert Bricky goes, don't do that. No, like, if you are not planning on offering a wedding ring to that special person in your life, you need to wrap whatever gift that is in a big old box. Don't, like, wrap it in this little small box that could be misconstrued for a wedding ring. And that's what I'm trying to tell all young people out there. And further than that, don't try to get cute and take the ring box and put the ring box inside of a bigger box because the result is still the same thing. I opened a big box and oh my god, Brandon, yes, you know there's a ring should, box inside this big box. Honestly, you should just hand if it's a bracelet, just say, "Hey, here's your bracelet. <laughs> here's your bracelet. Here's your necklace. Don't wrap it up. Just throw it at them and be like, Merry Christmas." <laughs> or do something. <laughs> Do something creative, like, I don't know, put it on the tree or something like that. But if you wrap anything in a small box, they're going to think it's a yeah. wedding ring or Danger an engagement clothes. ring. And there's nothing so worse. Not I mean, it could be something innocuous like earrings. Right. You know, I found these little sapphire earrings here. But that ring box, dude, that's universal. Bro. you got to stay away Bruh. from this. So, young men, because be very careful. Be very careful because... Even if you've been married for 20 years, they're thinking that's next, next level yep, up, yep, Diamond. Yep, he, he, he stepped his game up. I've been talking about this for 15 years. He finally went and did it. This is that big Diamond. I hear you. Oh, okay. It's like earrings again. Yeah. Right. 
So, Brick, you, we all are of a certain age, and I, I want to know from you, have we reached the age? Remember when we were in our 30s and we would have thought there's no way I would buy my girl a fill-in-the-blank because that would be like expecting that she was going to cook or clean right, or whatever. Right. You know, I can't buy a washing machine for right. Christmas. I can't buy whatever. Now we've pivoted into a point in our life where – that's the only thing you're going to get because anything else, they're like, dude, what am I going to do with that? Right. Can, I, can I make you know it a I mean? two-parter? What's the worst give you, gift you've ever given? Oh, to your- dude. The worst gift I've ever given my wife, I've given to her three different times, and it's a running joke because she has never taken it out of the box. So every year I go find wherever she's tucked it in the garage and I wrap it again and she gets it the next year. And my wife has a bad memory. So every year it's the same thing and she doesn't remember what is until it? she's got it open. It's a set of, of miniature crock pots that are, that are meant for service. Oh, that's a great gift. Right? Yeah. My wife has never taken it out of the box. She's gotten it three years in a row for Christmas. That is a great, especially if you're going to have people over. Exactly. That is a great gift. You could have like a fondue or different yes, kinds of dip absolutely. Or soup or what have you. Yeah, she doesn't see the value in it and did not appreciate Listen, it. Listen, I'm all about practical gifts. My mother was the queen of practical. So okay. she got you things that you needed. You got deodorant and toothbrushes. Yeah, but, but I appreciate that because I was <laughs> – so Bridget asked me the other day what I want for Christmas. I was like, I don't really need anything. So And then my birthday is the day after Christmas. So I've, she's – I don't know. She was playing these things. And I'm just, I, I'm low key. I said, I reserve the right on my birthday to do whatever I want to do. So when I get up that morning, I want to go to the beach. I'm going to the beach. If I want to go eat at a particular place. So I reserve the right to do that. But I'm all about a practical gift. Like socks. I love it because I'm going to wear socks. I love, I mean, I love, you brought me a sweater. Eh, I don't yeah. need a sweater. You buy me a watch. Eh, I, I just don't care about those things. Well, my mom like called me and said, Ten years ago, I'd have been like when I was married. I'd have been like, "Nah, I'm a grown man." She goes, "What kind of underwear you want?" And I'm oh, like, God. "Go ahead and get that. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those boxer briefs. <laughs> Find it on sale. Give me that." Because oh, what's man. worse to like? Have you? When's the last time y'all been to underwear shopping? No, like, dude, it's I just got, like I hate that. No, my underwear shopping goes down like once every year or two. And I'm getting whatever type I can find a bunch of right. at a place like TJ Maxx or Marshalls. Yeah, me too. Because I'm not going and seeking out $15 drawers. I'll go into Marshalls or TJ Maxx, and if they've got a bunch of Calvin Klein or whatever box of briefs, that's what I'm going to have for the next little while because they're going into the rotation. Yep. Okay. That's how it rolls. But my kids are on notice. Do not buy me a tie. Dude, How we know each other very well. How many times have you ever seen me wear a tie? Mm, maybe once or twice. Yeah, once or twice in years. And it's I been all on events that you're putting on and stuff, and you got to be all fancy. Yeah, and I'll do it only if it's really called for. Otherwise, my go-to is open collar and a sport coat. Me, That's me how too. I roll. Like, I don't, I'm a grown man. I get to decide if I want to wear a tie. I've got probably 65 ties. My kids thought it was funny for years. We'll just keep getting right, bad right. ties. And they're dope ties. But they've been put on notice a couple years ago. No. You said something interesting, though, where Bridget asked, what do you want? Yeah. My kids. I've got a host of kids. And on in some years, if they're, like, paying attention or trying to be nice, they're like, well, what do you need, Dad? Look, here, this, this sounds pretty salty. 
But I'm 46 years old. My kids are doing pretty well for themselves. They have not achieved the point where they can get me something I that you need. really want. Yeah. I haven't already got myself. So give me something I'll have fun with. Give me something I like. But if I if I get to a point in my life where I'm counting on my kids to well, get me something you're, you're I need, trouble. I'm in trouble. But then you're also don't make don't make me anything either. Like that that stage so, of your life is past. Yeah, we our kids are that, grown enough. They're not making me anything. Here's what I want. I really want. What do you want? I want an automatic car starter, so, dude. So I don't have to go out and warm up yes. my car in the morning. That's what I really want. Yes. And I, I, I would appreciate that. But but by the time you get to the point where your kids get that for you. No, no, no. I'll get it myself. That's, I'll, I'll buy it myself. But that's, there you go. That's my point. The automatic car starter. But that's also yeah. yes. interchangeable with a young teen. They can be your automatic car starter. <laughs> that's an excellent And say, point. look, it's 29 degrees. If you want your allowance, get out there Dude, and start I, my car. Get your allowance. If you want this ride to school, get out there and turn that car on. That's how that's going to go. I like that. I like that. And you go through this little sweet spot for about six months where the kid is just having enough fun starting the car. Oh, you want me to start the car? Yeah. yeah. And that ish lasts for about six weeks. And they're like, yeah, no, I ain't going out there. It's right. cold. You ain't tricking me anymore. But I'm with you. Ow. Like the, Every time I get asked, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Just maybe leave me alone. <laughs> See, <laughs> me you know too. what I mean? Like, I'm just like, leave me alone. That might be good enough. I don't, of course, don't say that. But right. that's what I'm, what's going on. And then I think Robert was being really nifty when he, he said Bridget was asking, well, what do you want this year? He was like, oh, no, something real small. <laughs> like trying to get lower that bar. <laughs> that's, that's not that, what I was trying to do, but it's – I mean, <laughs> if I'm like you. If I don't need anything and I don't want you to buy me something I got to fake being excited about. Right. Because I really don't need – you know, it's like you buy, like I say, if you, whatever you buy me, I already got. Right. Unless you get me that car starter. So, I'm gonna put in a call. <laughs> I'm gonna put in a call. That's a that's an awesome gift. All right, NFL action. This is a crazy week. The Steelers go in, got a W in their pocket. Oakland beats them. In the aftermath, Reggie McKenzie gets fired, and John Gruden now has not just the keys to the car. He's got supreme control. He, he is the he's the fox in the hen house. He's the emperor. He's the of the Oakland Raiders minister. at this point. This guy, dude, I can't take it. Who is going to be the representative from the AFC? We saw Kansas City escaped against Baltimore this weekend. They are atop and are two games clear in New England. Pittsburgh can't get out of their own way. The Chargers are close. They're going to get a chance to show us whether or not they're for real on Thursday night when they get Kansas City, albeit on the road. Who Brandon Atkins is coming out of the AFC to represent the American Football Conference in the Super Bowl? I mean, I'll still have to say New England until they get knocked down. I'm with you, bro. 100%. I mean, I mean, I'd like to say something sexy right now. Right. I and mean, you got a lot of really good teams. Um, I like Pittsburgh, but they have done things in the last two or three weeks that I just the mind can't comprehend. Like this game against Oakland where Big Ben decides not to play for like a quarter and a half because of a rib injury. And then he comes in and he looks fine and he like puts him up on the scoreboard and gets up on Oakland. To me, if you have any chance of putting your foot on the neck of the Ravens 
to win that division to get into the playoffs, you would leave Big Ben in there. And they didn't do it, and they lost. They got lucky that Ravens lost too. Then you got the Texans. Does anybody believe in the Texans? No. I mean, no. I don't know that I believe. I mean, I like their talent. Well, Deshaun They're, Watson missed this week, didn't he? Am I correct? Um, I don't think Deshaun I, Watson played this week. You guys are looking at me crazy. He might have been out. We should have researched that. I, I am not sure, but the the whole thing with the Texans, and and we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The Texans during this this huge winning streak of theirs hadn't beaten anybody. Right. Andrew Luck rolls down there, and at this point, I think the question has to be asked: Is Indy going to catch Houston and win that division? And I'm not sure the answer is not yes, but then you have to look back two weeks ago where Indy can't put a point on the board against Jacksonville. That that division, man. Watson played. Did he play? Yeah. Oh, my fault. That's what I thought. Yeah. I had it in my head he missed. You, you know what? He, you're absolutely right. And now that I think about it, I did see some of that ball game. But uh, Indy gets out of there. I, I don't. I'm not a believer in Houston. I just I can't get down with them, man. Well, this last game was huge because they played each other. They're in the same division. Houston's nine and four, and Indianapolis is now seven and six. So if Houston would have won that game, it would have like yeah, it's a lot of pressure. separation. And Tennessee, sort of like Pittsburgh, Tennessee looks like world beaters one week, and they can't get out of their own way the next. What they did to Jacksonville was. I, it was inhumane, dude. It was for, obscene. For a sexy pick to go to the Super Bowl this year, Jacksonville. Dude. Oh, man, the wheels have fallen off. I mean, I've always – it's hard. Every year you got to ride the Patriots until they get knocked out. I think that my dark horse right now is the Chargers. Okay. I think they've been the most consistent. They've lost a few games. But Phillip Rivers hasn't turned into Phillip Rivers yet, and their defense is a whole lot better than expected. It's good, man. They're, that edge rush they're getting with Bosa and, and uh, uh, Ingram coming off the edge, Oof, it's nice. We'll finish up with another half hour. Love you guys. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to the cat show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. Yeah, you will. Just give it a chance. And there in some segments were more sports heavy than others. I don't know how we started talking about transsexuals and Christmas and everything else, but it happened. Um, I'm over it now. 
I'm over it. I um, know how we started talking about it. Because you brought it up. Yeah. yeah. You, you laid out everything we were going to talk minute. about. I know. You're like, Merry Christmas. The only thing we did. It's been but a long time. This like, is one of the my the, favorite things to do. Been a long time. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Transsexual sports. <laughs> That's how it happened. Well, I figured, you know, that near the end of the show, we would touch on it. Brandon was like, no, I want to talk about transsexuals now. So I'm going to put it on you. All right. No, it's, it's all my fault. Um, so the NFL, back to what we were talking about. You're saying you've got the Chargers coming out of the AFC. Brandon and I agree, until New England's not, I'm going to roll with those guys. Um, I know that it's not going to be Cleveland, who you predicted, and it's not going to be Cincinnati, who I predicted. So I have to throw that I didn't predict out. them to go to the Super Bowl. I just said they'd make the playoffs. Are they going to make the playoffs? Maybe. Then shut up. No, they're not. Okay, so just real quick, New England's got – at Steelers, which is kind of a dangerous game, even it, though they own the Steelers, right? They do own the Steelers. Versus the Bills at home, Jets at home. The only thing that I would say is that New England may be my favorite, except that you have both KC and LA Chargers that could have home field advantage against them. And that that'd be the, the only the thing. second best record in yeah. the AFC right now. Well, right. and that game Thursday night is a big deal because you're talking about a two-loss KC AFC team, three-loss San Diego team. And here's something, you know, I'm 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 with New England until I'm not. Until they somebody shows me they can beat them, I'm going to say they're going to be the representative. Until they've then. only won on the road in the playoffs once in the Belichick era. They play at home all the time. That's part of it. But, I mean, winning on the road in the playoffs is difficult. And speaking of difficult, Bricky, before we do that, I want to know who you have coming out of the AFC. Well, unlike you guys, I'm going to take the sexy pick. You're going with the the Chiefs. You know what? I just like watching them play. It's fun. They're fun. You know, and this year has been actually one of the better years I can think of in recent memory. There's a lot of teams that are fun to watch. There's a, there's more teams this year, I think, that are fun to watch than it have been I in recent memory. So I'm having a great time. I, really, I don't care. No, fair but enough. But I just like to see a good game that's competitive and fun <laughs> to watch. So, but I'm going to take I'm going to take the Chiefs. Okay, so we got two votes for New England, one for San Diego. <laughs> and yes, don't send me any emails. I know it's I know where they really play, but I'm going to call them San Diego until I don't. And you got Kansas City in the well, NFC. The big, the, well, before you leave, big game this Thursday. KC plays the Chargers, so that's all the dice on you know. Depending on who wins out, KC plays Seahawks at Seahawks after that, and then get at home against the Raiders. And the Chief, and the Chargers only have the Chiefs, the Ravens at home, and then in Denver. Watch that Ravens team, man. The Ravens keep getting better week yeah. by week that now that, that Lamar Jackson's in there. That's hard. That's hard to that's hard to play against. You want me to control, start the NFC? Control the tempo and keep the ball. Lamar Jackson's five foot one. The you want you you want me to start the NFC? He's the world's oh, dude, give me give me two seconds here. Give me two seconds. Lamar Jackson. Oh, when the Saints. I gave you two seconds. Uh, dude. I'm just joking. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Still struggles pushing the ball down the field. But I'm going to tell anybody that did not watch that Kansas City-Baltimore game, Baltimore outplayed them most of that ball they game. They did. And at, were it not for a couple I call lucky, some people call, you know, fortuitous, Pat Mahomes throwing the ball down the field like a crazy man and Tyreek Hill going up and making ridiculous plays. I thought Baltimore was the better team in that football game on the road at Kansas City. 
beware of Baltimore. I'm not sold that this is a game-changing offense that Baltimore's employing right now, but it's working. Yeah. And yeah, but like he said, Kareem Hunt being gone is a big difference. It is a big difference. A big difference between Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely is, and Kareem Hunt's not coming back. That's why I think Kansas City is susceptible. Now, nobody's beating them. You know, with any regularity, they're eleven and two. So we'll see how it all shakes out. The NFC, you jumped on that Saints bandwagon. You might be like three weeks too late. Okay. Just like that. You got you got New Orleans though. You're riding with Drew Brees. Oh, when the Saints go marching in. Yep. All Saints. Right. Bricky, who you got? Who got an NFC? I, I think you got a. I think you got a good point, Trent. I, I don't see anybody. Who's played with the consistency of the Saints? That's funny that you dropped the word consistency after they came out and laid two straight eggs. Dallas, they couldn't do anything. Was it 170 yards yep. offense? Tampa Bay dominated them in the first half of that ball game. And something that didn't get any run in the press after it happened, when they were down 14 to 3, the Saints were beneficiaries of two things. One was Jameis Winston coming out and going after one of his offensive linemen after a penalty. They had to be separated. They were screaming and hollering. It was a very heated exchange. And Tampa Bay did nothing on either side of the ball after that occurred. And the reactions as it was about to happen are what bothered me the most because teammates knew Jameis Winston was about to go after this guy. They made half-hearted attempts to stop him without making a spectacle. And the eye-rolling that went on where they were like, oh, here this guy goes, was disturbing. And then to see how Tampa Bay sort of transformed and fell apart, they had the black punt, all of a sudden New Orleans up and in control. It was kind of interesting to see. But that Dallas, the way Dallas got after him, maybe it was just a bad game for Breeze, maybe it wasn't, but they're not as unbeatable as I thought they might be. Yeah, but it, with that logic – what we watched last night, are the Bears that unbeatable when no. they, they took care of the Rams? The Rams have looked horrible okay. the last three weeks. Their offense is gone. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm not That's gonna, the problem with the Rams. I'm not gonna I'm say anything about. about anything before the Monday night or the Sunday night ball game. I'm gonna say this. The Chargers played at one PM local West Coast time. It was seventy two degrees. The team that shares a city with them played Sunday night, and it was below freezing. Dude, there is a big difference in the 50-degree gap. The L.A. thing, them playing in the cold, I think Jared Goff had no idea what to do in those kind of elements. If L.A. keeps home field advantage, I think I've got them going to the Super Bowl. Brandon, you may or may not agree. What are your thoughts? NFC pick? Yeah. How about them boys? I, I like it. No way. I like it. <clears throat> Check this out. <clears throat> they play at the Colts. Tough game now, right? Sure. And the Colts are playing meaningful football when everybody thought they'd be a, a an afterthought at this point. And then they're playing at home versus versus the Bucks, which I don't believe in them at all. And they play against the Giants, which I guess is a tough game now. Dude, Eli won't even be playing by then, I don't so, think. So – if they win, if they run the table and they're like at 11 wins and you got to come to Dallas and their defense is playing the way they're playing now, because I never in a million years saw 
them doing to New Orleans what they did to New Orleans. And it's like New Orleans played too bad. Luckily, they got to play Tampa Bay this past week. They could have easily got mine effed and lost two back-to-back to to what Dallas did to them. Dallas almost made them lose two games. What's going to happen when Dak does the same thing against a better offense than what the Eagles have in the playoffs? I mean, it's a good question. You know what? As well as they're playing, Dak is still not a good quarterback. Yeah, but he's got a really good receiver to throw the ball to now, and they have committed to the run. The difference, I think, with the Cowboys, that defense plays fast. The problem with Dallas is they dug themselves a hole, and their road to the Super Bowl includes at least one game on the road. Yeah. Maybe two. That's where I'm concerned because I look at L.A., and I look at New Orleans, and I don't want to have to travel to play either one of them, and they're going to have to get through them. So I'm if, not going if to the Cowboys play the Saints again in the playoffs. If they play in the Superdome, it's going to be rough, man. I mean, I think Sean Payton and team is smart enough to use that beaten to their advantage. Okay, but the, let's, uh, not, let, let's not lose sight of the fact, though, that we've seen New Orleans do this dance before. With the exception of one miraculous year where they got to the Super Bowl and pulled off one of the big upsets ever, New Orleans has not been a team that's been successful in the playoffs. Yeah, but they were a Hail Mary away, a fluke play away from getting back to the Super Bowl. That's right, year. but they didn't They didn't win the ball game. But the, the Cowboys haven't won a playoff game. I got it. And, Since and when? The, the, the main reason for the resurgence of the Cowboys – has been they decided to give the ball to Zeke. Yeah. Yes. That affects their defense because their defense can play fast because they don't have to be on the field as much. That's a fact. When you've got to be on the field for uh, uh, more possessions than the offense, you get tired. You can't be fast. So, so but look at all the games uh, they played so when Zeke Cooper was not a factor. And Zeke, well, you got an outside receiver now too. So, and again, I don't think Dak is a guy, but he's been good enough. And you get Zeke uh, controlling the game on the ground. You can throw a couple to the outside. That makes a huge difference in the offense. So now the defense has an impact on the game because they're not tired. I still fault on the experience of the playoffs, which Dallas has zero, and these other teams, maybe besides the Rams, have a lot more experience. In the See, playoffs. I disagree. I don't think experience has anything to do oh, with the playoffs. Does. Otherwise, Philadelphia would be the best team in the NFL. See, I, 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 I kind of, right I kind of agree, but I kind of don't because if you want to look at playoff experience in the NFC, you got to point out there first of all at a team like Green Bay, who is not a factor this year. Philly, you don't get credit for a whole bunch of playoff experience when you did it once. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly, what I mean? But they're not going to be in it this year. There's not a bunch of juggernauts. If you have one team in this entire thing where you're going to say playoff experience is going to be a factor, it's New England because they've beaten everybody in the postseason a million times. There aren't any teams out there. Kansas City? Come on, bro. Well, that's why I don't believe they'll go either. Uh, but, but what's the experience that the Chargers have? I mean, Phillip Rivers has been one of the worst underachievers in postseason history as a quarterback. Is that experience, is that going to count against him? Almost, besides Brady, all the quarterbacks have gone through that mantra before they came well, through and And I think that. Roethlisberger did Peyton Manning was the same way. He couldn't win the big game. So who's to say that Phillip Rivers won't get rid of that well, stigma too? My point is, like, when you get to this time of the year, it's all about the defense. That's why I feel like KC and the AFC – might so have some issues. Why are we sleeping Dallas on the Bears? Defense. 
Okay, well, they're good, too. All right, we'll address Chicago on the other side of the break. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats in Central North Carolina. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I got to say about that. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. So just to, just to clarify, I wasn't going to say this, but Brandon wanted to make sure that everybody was 100% clear that Zeke Elliott played football at the Ohio State University. I, I had completely forgotten, so thanks for clearing that up for me. If Dallas and the Bears played each other in the uh, playoffs, I would take the Bears 10 out of 10 times. Um, I'm going to tell you, the Bears... With their defense, d- defense I is don't nice. give a crap if you have Troy Aikman and Michael Irving, Emmett Smith, Zeke Elliott, uh, oh, okay. Amari Cooper, all that, they're not going to beat the okay, Bears Okay, defense. you just made two critical errors. First of all, you pronounced his name Michael Irving. And it's Michael Irvin. But secondly, if Troy Aikman was well, on the field for the Dallas heads. Cowboys, for this Dallas Cowboy team with that talent around him, they'd win the Super Bowl. Bottom line. Okay. So be careful throwing around hyperbola. The Bears would still beat him. I like 10. the Bears. I think the Bears are a year or two away. I, I like that the Bears finally figured out that they can coexist with two running backs and split that evenly. And I think the world is becoming accustomed to what Tarek Cohen's been doing for the last couple of years out there. Jordan Howard's still a money back, can get you 100 yards any night. But Tarek Cohen, I made this statement to Brandon, and I'll throw this out there for the, for the rest of the group. I think at this point, Tarek Cohen to me outside of quarterbacks is one of the 10 most talented offensive players in all of football. This guy is unbelievable. He's a touchdown waiting to happen. Thoughts? I agree, but I think it comes down to Trubisky. Oh, they've got to figure out can he be consistent? And he doesn't have to win games; he just can't lose games. If he could be Alex Smith, the Bears could be pretty good. I think it's a careful balance, man. I just want to know how did Central miss miss out on Cohen? He's an A and T guy, right? He's an A and T guy. So how did y'all miss on that kind of talent? Kristen Lambert. Because uh, I wasn't there helping with the scouting. Although I'm trying to do that now. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going on. Uh, Totten, if y'all haven't seen him out of Central, that's the next cat that's going to sneak out of the state of North Carolina and make a splash in the NFL. Um, the thing with Cohen, it took Chicago a little while to figure out how to use him. With Trubisky, I think you're walking a fine line. This kid has got the tools to be a very good NFL quarterback. I think you have to resist the urge to – to, to bring him and make him a game manager. Take advantage of the fact that he can run out of the pocket. Take advantage of the fact he can stretch the field. But he does, like you alluded to, Brick, his fallback has to be to not make big mistakes. Right. As the the same can be said for Jared Goff. I know Sean McVay's out there playing this Madden version of NFL football. He fell into his own trap on Sunday night, I felt like, and asked Jared Goff to win that football game against one of the best in, uh, defenses in the NFL yeah, to his own peril. Yeah, but we talked about that. That's McVay trying to be – he's fallen 
across uh, across the McCarthy coaching style, like yeah. where I'm going to be too cute, I'm going to be smarter than you. Right. When you got the best freaking player in the NFL in Todd Gurley, agreed, and you're not going to run them inside the ten, you're going to pass four straight times, including fourth down. Dude, I get so tired of these guys, dude. They're reading too much of their media. Well, yeah, golf's success has come from the fact that you got a guy that can run between the tackles. Exactly Without a doubt. Right. And when you go away from that, and then now that puts pressure on golf to have to make plays. He's capable, but it's sure a lot easier where you can hand the ball off a few times and takes the pressure off of you, just like Trubisky. So, well, and we've but, seen it twice because they got away with it against Kansas City. Right. We all were left scratching our heads. As much fun as that Kansas City-LA game was to watch – you got to be like, what? What? What are you doing, Rams? Hand the ball to Gurley, put it in his belly, and they almost didn't do that enough that it almost cost him the ball game. And then against Chicago, every time there was a momentum change in that game, you figured, all right, we about to see a healthy dose of Todd Gurley, and they're going to take this game by the throat, and they just didn't. McVay couldn't get out of his own way. I was very interested to hear post game that Sean McVay said, "This one's on me." I didn't put these guys in good enough position to succeed. But then he doubled down and kind of twisted around and was like, I put golf in those bad decisions or in those bad positions. I didn't put him in in position to succeed. He needs to quit thinking of himself as this quarterback guru whisperer and realize that offense, no matter who they bring in, no matter what they game plan for, the center of gravity in that offense ought to be week in and week out. Todd Gurley, period. Exactly right, and that's a. He's so smart. It's it's funny with the arrogance. That's a business decision. If you run Todd Gurley too much, is anybody going to be looking to fire you? If you lose a game like that, in which you've like, it finally um Collinson. The receiver Collinson, wasn't he calling the game last Sunday night? Collinsworth. Collinsworth and um, Al Michaels were finally like in the second half, and they're like, "Are they not running Gurley any in this game?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I've been saying for the last you know two and a half quarters." But my brother was saying the same thing. Like, why would you not run Gurley? And then by the time you do run him, it's like third quarter. I mean, I'm sorry, third down, and you're pitching it out to them right. when they know they're going to run in the ball. And it's just, I don't know. I'm really mad about that. Uh, I think it's, you look at a team like Seattle, who's had a resurgence because they started running the ball. And there was a two three games ago, uh, Russell Wilson had six passes in the first half. That's a lot of handing the ball off. But, yeah. they can, it, but they've been good because they control the game on the ground and manage and control the clock. And keep the defense off the field. Yeah, so. make make teams stop Gurley, and then you can that opens up the passing game. Thing that disturbed me the most about last night's game is when they were talking about how McVay uses the time clock that he can talk to the quarterback all the way to the fifteen second mark when they get cut off. To they get to the line quick, so he can tell him reads like. That's yeah, crazy. That's that is lame. like how are you going to micromanage your franchise quarterback? That much that you're there making reads. Hey, Bricky, watch out. I know. I see DeLambert inching up. 55's the mic. 55's the mic. Like, what? He looks like he's going to jump this route. I mean, get out of here, dude. You're like in your 30s, man. You never, did he ever play any football? Not not any significant, no. He came came as a grad assistant for, uh, as a, 
Fresh out of college, I've he went and worked for Gruden. I've never heard of somebody. I've never heard of a coach. We're in uncharted territory. That, unless it's just not been reported. But if you have to read, if you have to make my reads for me, Ooh. It'd be like Chris taking his law school exam and me going, nah, don't do that, brother. <laughs> no, 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 that's contempt of court right there. I, I could have used you in my ear the other day because no matter what you said, it would have been better than what I came up with. So That would be like Brandon's brother telling me how to run a restaurant. I mean, it's just like ridiculous. Or him, are you telling him how to win a fantasy football game? Ah, hey, hey, he what about use my advice. Just real quick, do you see Le'Veon Bell liked an Instagram post about the uh, Steelers-Raiders loss? He actually liked it. Nice. What do you feel about that? I think Le'Veon Bell, man, is is got to be very, very careful. Um, somebody's got to take charge of the communications process with him. Um, what he's got to understand is that the NFL teams that are out there are paying attention and anything that he does to slight Pittsburgh, I mean, it's been a bad relationship already. But you're talking about giving this guy top dollar. Does it really matter, though? There's like five professional football leagues starting. So who cares? Uh, it matters anywhere. a lot. You know, Speaking of which, I, I do wonder, the, the Alliance of American Football that uh, we talked about a little bit, they're, you know, they're not going to have kickoffs. They're going to make teams go for two. All this cool stuff that they're is that doing. Is the one run by Polian? Yeah. Uh, yes, Bill. it is. Okay. Bill Paulian is the uh, chief executive, him and uh, somebody's kid, um, one of the TV guys. Anyway, my my thing with this was is that the NFL's already kind of screwed this up for him. The first player taken in their quarterback draft was Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson's now playing for the Washington Redskins. So I wonder if he's going to pivot back to the AAF in the offseason well, and play. I didn't know they took a – players already they oh they've put their rosters together they start playing two weeks after the super bowl oh, they're uh they're ready to rock and roll and they they did they had a quarterback draft it was on the cbs sports network that's buried down at the bottom of your channel hmm. this was the worst produced event i've seen lately it was horrifyingly bad it was obviously like a WWE event where they had done it in advance and were trying to pretend they were doing it on the fly, complete with players being selected and having videotaped like, hey, I'm glad to be going to wherever. Uh, We're sorry that he couldn't be with us tonight. It was awful. They had a studio audience, and they talk about a packed arena here in Vegas, and they had like 40 people there. It was awful. It was that's, awful, that's and surprising. I hope it's not indicative of what the production value moving right. forward is going to be. It was bad. Um, your boy from uh, William, um, Marquise Williams, the quarterback yeah. at UNC, UNC, I think he was taken at the end of the second round. He was like the 15th or 16th quarterback taken, but he was drafted. But Josh Johnson was the number one overall pick. They were just picking quarterbacks on this night, and now Josh Johnson that quickly has been snatched up to the NFL – but that's part of what they're trying to accomplish is they want to be a feeder league where guys get an opportunity to go. And that's why it'll um, work. That's why it'll work. I think that whole system is genius to me. It's all got to come down to, as silly as this sounds, tell me where I can see it and make that easy for me. If you put this something on some stupid network and the times are not, concert, are not True consistent, I mean, the, the – um, that Mark Cuban channel, the audio TV, the ATV, I think is what it is on DirecTV. It's like 
Channel 200. He's tried several things with soccer and this, that, and the other. We never know when Tune this in. stuff is going to be on. Mark Williams, Williams is going to be on. you have to search to find a game time, no. then it's not going to work. No. And you've got to make it readily available. Like they probably need to have some kind of social media feed like NFL did with uh, Twitter. And uh, like I've got Hulu live TV at home. And they, NFL's got games on that, and they make it easily accessible. So, you, you're right. Like, if I've got to search too hard to find, yep. I'm not going to watch. But I'm interested because I love football, and I love. I think That's Bill Polian is one of the great minds in the game, and I hope it works well for him because he's a smart guy. Bill Polian, the architect of those Bills teams that went to four consecutive Super Bowls, and then went to Indianapolis and did the same thing all over again. Built that team as well. All Bill he, Polian, all he did really there ever. was not cheese leaf. Come on now. I mean, well, he chose Peyton over Leaf. That's pretty much all he did there. Well, you know, that's what makes a career. Tune in to the History Channel for tonight's football game. I mean, you hit it on the head. You hit it on the head. If, if AAF or MLS, that's an even better example. Did you guys, Saturday night, the MLS Cup Final, Atlanta over Portland, 73,000 people in attendance. The most watched soccer game in terms of a live audience, in the world this year, right here in America, did anybody watch it on television? Yeah, I did. You Hell, did? Yeah, You're one of the few people that realized it was on Saturday night. Yeah, it was a good game. I, I had it kind of in my head that it was going to happen, but there was no promotion, and I didn't realize until I saw the crawl after, and I was like, crap, that was on this evening. MLS, listen to me. Partner with Hulu. Amazon, somebody, let me have access to all those games right now. Quit trying to recreate the busted-ass pay-per-view model that the NBA and the NHL and MLB are rolling out there. Give me the soccer when I want it on demand. If I want to see it live on Hulu, let me watch it live. If I want to see it three hours after it happened, let me have it. Put your commercials in. That's fine. The Champions League has it on Bleacher Report, $2.99 a match. Uh, no. $2.99. No, 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 no. Put your doggone ads in there. Put your sponsor banners in by the score. Do whatever you need to do, but give it to me and give it to me for free. There's enough Period. ads on the jerseys, bro. Right? You know, but have you noticed, isn't this cool? Milwaukee. Who's Who is the sponsor on Milwaukee's jersey? Um, I hope it's Milwaukee Best. Harley Davidson, yo. Oh, how cool dope. is that? That's dope. Wow, right? I, I wouldn't. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, it's a Milwaukee that company. Is, that is cool. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe they're just somewhere in rural Wisconsin. Listen, I tell you what, if know. if these leagues don't, they'll be like a blockbuster and Redbox. They're gonna die because they don't catch the new wave. They don't get the vision of how people are gonna consume sports. In the future. My children are all teenagers and young adults. The odds of them paying for media to watch within the confines of their own house is exactly zero. These leagues better figure it out. If not, it's to their own detriment. Thanks for hanging out with us. Peace! You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.